From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope this finds you well. Everybody's in a good mood after last night, and probably everybody a little bleary-eyed, too, after a late night, but a win for the Saints at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. John DeShazer's alongside today. All football today, talking about not only the Saints last night, but the weekend in the NFL. And to help us do that, Steve Weish of the NFL Network will be stopping by. We also have interviews from the locker room last night, one-on-one with Kenny Vaccaro and Lance Moore. And we'll also hear today from uh, Cam Jordan and Jimmy Graham, too. Uh, certainly, uh, that was impressive last night. 31-13 to was the final score. The uh, Saints find themselves back atop the NFC South and have erased some of that bad taste in our mouths following that Monday night disaster up in Seattle. So all is well in black and gold land, and we hope that uh, you're doing well on this Monday, too. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, at BlackBlueReport, or at Sean Kelly Live, senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Uh, John DeShazer is here as well, and I should point out that at John DeShazer is his uh, Twitter handle. J.D., what would you think last night? I, I, I mean, I, I kind of thought the Saints – we're going to win being at home, but certainly not as impressively as they did last night. See, and I'm just the opposite now. Um, having seen these guys and what they have been capable of doing at home and in night games, there's not a, a single game this season I can think of at home where I thought that they would, would, would play it close. I mean, they just seem to get here and they get juiced up by the crowd. And I don't know if it's the turf or if it's the dome or sleeping in their own bed or you know, eating their favorite barbecue around town or whatever it is. I mean, but there's something about being at home that these guys seem to cut loose pretty pretty well, and at some point during the game, they'll hit, they'll hit you with a flurry, and then they'll just pull away. There are so many impressive things about the game. You know, the Drew Brees, new marks, um, the defensive play last night, the, the sack combo of Gallette and uh, Cam Jordan. You know, what, what for you, if you had to pick one thing that stood out the most, what would it be? Well, I'd have to go defensively because, um, you know, you kind of, you know, you know after a, a performance like Monday night when the offense had like 188 yards, uh, you figure they're going to bounce back because that's Drew Brees and that's kind of what he does at home. And you take it for granted that he's just going to throw for 300 yards every game and that's why it's such a surprise when he doesn't play well. So, you know, you figured they were going to bounce back offensively. But defensively, to hold that team to, to less than 300 yards and to get the five sacks and and to really shackle uh, wide receiver Steve Smith and, and to, to get to Cam Newton quarterback as well as they did after not having success against a similar physical quarterback, you know, physically styled quarterback in Russell Wilson from Seattle to, to be able to corral Cam Newton and get him on the ground five times, I thought was huge uh, defensively. Now, of course, they said they hadn't lost any faith in what they do and and uh, certainly, you know, people had to wonder whether they were going to kind of regress and be that defense that everybody got to see last year when they were, you know, allowing an NFL record number of yards, you know, 440.1 per game. 
And uh, so people had to be a little bit, uh, a little bit concerned when they allowed 429 at Seattle, whether or not they'd be able to stop some of these, you know, upcoming offenses. But the way they played defensively really was the thing that stood out the most to me. Because again, you know, you you just assume Drew Brees is going to play well, and you know he's going to hit some, you know, he hit the milestones, hit three milestones last night. But you always assume the offense is going to play well for the Saints. But defensively, when they were able to bounce back, that really was impressive to me. All right, with JD praising defense, here is Cam Jordan last night on how it felt to, to get after Cam Newton. Pretty good. Like I said, we've, we definitely had a collapse of pocket, and at the same time we had to keep contained on him. I think we did a great job. There's still a couple times that he slipped through and got a couple yards, but uh, for the most part we did a, a good enough job to keep him at bay and uh, really allow our guys to get after him. You know, interestingly enough for the defense, you know, one of the big turning points in the game uh, certainly was when they held Carolina to that second field goal there in the first quarter. But, you know, to leave it to a defensive lineman like Cam Jordan to say that getting to their quarterback served as the uh, catalyst for the defense. And that's certainly where uh, Cam last night saw the game turn. Man, I, I honestly see the turning point being Junior's first sack. Um, Junior's first sack really set it off and really let, let everybody get confident, really uh, allowed us to just get more in our defensive mind, our aggressive mind, and uh, stop worrying about contain so much and really just get after the pass. And I think we did a phenomenal job at responding. You know, John, we talk about bounce back and, and how this team went through what turned out to be a condensed week last week and taking care of a shortened schedule and everything else. Coach Payton said that the key there was just making sure that the guys got their proper rest along with the, the mental focus that went into the week. Jimmy Graham last night talked about postgame, how hungry the Saints were going into last night's game. We're all professionals here, you know, and, and so we, uh, we expect to play better than that. And, and, and so we did come in tonight um, hungry, uh, but you never know. Um, especially playing Carolina, a team who's been on a run, a team with uh, one of the best defenses or the best defense in the game, great offense. You know, Kansas playing amazing. Uh, you never know how that's going to go. So, uh, you know, we were very blessed um, uh, tonight. And, and uh, you know, we obviously play them in two weeks. And, you know, it's always a dogfight uh, when we play Carolina. It really always is. And, and Graham was great. You know, you talked about the defense, but on the offensive side, Graham gets two more touchdowns last night. Does he? I want to say he leads the NFL now in touchdown receptions. He's extended his own record, as he's at 14 now on the season. Uh, you know, early on they didn't go to Graham a whole lot. They kind of picked their spots with him, and they sure did pay off. Well, I mean, he's he's a specimen, and he's able to kind of set the table even when he's not getting the football. That allowed, I believe, Marcus Colston to kind of have another bust out game. And Colson ends up with nine catches for 125 yards and a couple of touchdowns also. And, you know, you have to believe that some of that is, is due to the attention, the increased intention, attention that Jimmy Graham is drawing, you know, as a tight end. And when he splits out wide, he's like a wide receiver. And he's really a physical mismatch in most instances. The only time you've really seen a team be able to cover him was New England with a cornerback, Aqib Tlaib, who was as physical as you'll ever see and, and as athletic as Jimmy Graham. But for the most part, he's had, you know, his way with most most defenders. And so, you know, when you get him out in some situations and teams decide, okay, we're going to have to double him up, we're going to have to play somebody over the top, we're going to have to play underneath, we're going to have to bracket him or whatever, that leads it to the receivers to be able to get open one-on-one. -on -one. And that's one of the things Colston was able to do last night. Yeah, you and I are big Colston fans. That was special to see that. And uh, you turned to me at one point and said, wow, we haven't had a receiver in Saints history go over 8,000 yards for a career. He did that last night. That was pretty unbelievable. And, of course, the Drew Brees marks were special as well. I know most of you probably listened to the Black and Blue Report on this Monday have heard probably Sean Payton's comments from last night and Drew Brees, too, following that one. Those are high-volume 
um, playbacks, and so certainly we'll leave that to the others. Uh, do want to get you some of the sound we did get from the locker room that maybe you didn't hear about last night, and certainly Vaccaro's on that list, and Lance Moore talking about his quarterback breeze and how that offensive played. So we're going to get that for you as we go along through Black and Blue Report today. Again, Steve Weish from the NFL Network will join us to talk about the game. He was there last night, but he also had an eyeball on a crazy weekend in the NFL, one of the highest-scoring weekends we've ever seen, uh, even with all the snow and everything else. So we'll get Steve's uh, comments on that, and then John will be back with me later on in the program, and we'll look ahead a little bit. Last night's win for the Saints sets up what perhaps is a thrilling three-week ride to the end of the regular season with a lot to talk about as games come up against St. Louis, against Carolina again, and then an interesting home game to wrap it up uh, at the end of December against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stay with us. More on the Black and Blue Report right after this. Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans basketball. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Austin Steakhouse, is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues on this Monday following the uh, Saints' big win over the Carolina Panthers last night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Still to come, Steve Weiss from the NFL Network, Kenny Vaccaro, too, and John Shazer will rejoin us, and we'll look ahead, starting with St. Louis this coming Sunday. All right, last night after the ball game, had a chance to talk to Lance Moore about his night. Uh, Moore had uh, three receptions. He was targeted four times in the ball game and uh, ended up with 40 yards, including a big 21-yard reception from uh, quarterback Drew Brees. More talking about not only uh, the Saints' night, but his quarterback and what it all means as we're getting down the stretch of this regular season. Congratulations. It's quite a statement for your team after what happened last Monday night. Did you, did you all have a sense that this kind of a performance would come here on this Sunday? Well, I mean, we, we weren't really forecasting anything. Yeah. Um, we knew this was a divisional opponent, the next game on our schedule, and um, nobody was satisfied with our performance last week. And, um, you know, we didn't want to put any extra pressure on ourselves, just come out and play our game, and, um, you know, we ended up having a great team win. Time of possession severely favored them through the first quarter. Was it hard being patient to get out there and get a chance as a, as a unit? Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, that's kind of the, the way the game flows sometimes. I mean, you, you can't always control time of possession. You know, they, they had a couple good drives in there, and um, our defense did an excellent job of, of limiting them to field goals. And, um, you know, we just had to be a little bit patient, and, and, you know, the ball started to swing our way, and we made some plays. What struck the match? I don't know. Next game, man. I, I don't. I guess there's a little more of a sense of urgency tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we made more plays tonight. Uh, did a better job protecting Drew tonight. Um, I think all in all, we just played a all-around better game. When you guys play at home, it seems that you know. I look at the screen in front of me, and it says nine, ten different guys touch the ball. Drew's cruising. You guys are all getting your touches. 
it seems like there's a different rhythm to this place. Well, I mean, we're, we're always more comfortable here. Um, you know, we have a great home field advantage. Our fans are awesome. Um, and, and for whatever reason, we seem to play better here. But I, I think that's natural. Uh, I would say most teams play better at home, and uh, it's something we got to keep up. Has it hit you that you're catching balls from a guy that is one of five now in the NFL that's got 50,000-plus yards? Uh, you know what? He, he never ceases to amaze me. Um, you know, the things that he's accomplished and the things that he's going to continue to accomplish, um, it's an, an awesome feeling and, and a privilege to play with somebody as good as he is, as great as he is, and uh, just hope that I can continue to play with him for you know as long as my career goes. Coach stole one from Bill Parcells tonight, simply saying that the record at this point basically says who you are right now at 10-3. and three. With three to go, what's your take on where this football team is? Uh, we're in a decent position. Um, obviously, we'd like to be the one seed, um, but you know I, I think that's a, kind of a long shot at this point. But hey, man, we'll enjoy this win tonight. Get ready for St. Louis. Again, Lance Moore, all smiles last night as the Saints were winners, 31-13. We'll bring in Steve Weiss from the NFL Network in just a moment. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As promised, uh, Steve White from the NFL Network. Uh, He's joined us before. He's gracious enough to join us again. Uh, did you enjoy your evening at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome last night, Steve? I, uh, I absolutely did, man. I mean, it's always a good experience coming to the, to the Dome, mainly because the fans are the best. I, mean, I, I just love the fan base here and the way they get behind the team. Um, so absolutely good game and, uh, again, good experience. Steve is uh, gracious enough to join us as he makes his way through the uh, hallways of Armstrong International Airport. Back to Los Angeles today, Steve, with the NFL Network stuff. Headed back to L.A., got to get back home and, uh, you know, do some work on NFL AM uh, later on this week. But, you know, always love coming to, uh, to the 504. People follow me on Twitter. They know this is, this is my favorite stop on the NFL circuit. For those who don't, what is the Twitter handle before I get into this? It's at Weich, that's W-Y-C-H-E-89, the numerals 8-9, so Weich 89, that's where you can find me. All right, good follow there, and of course, uh, you get not only his thoughts on how things play out in the NFC South, because that's kind of right in his wheelhouse, but across the NFL now as well. Let's start, I do want to talk about the weekend in the NFL, Steve, but let's start with last night's game. Um, what jumped out to you most? There, there's a list of things, but I'm curious as to what you saw at the top in New Orleans' win over Carolina. Well, I mean, I think what jumped out most is, you know, we, we saw how good Drew Brees played and, and the receivers, you know, but the offensive line play was outstanding. I mean, Carolina has, with four men, those four down linemen, they have abused opposing teams. You see a lot of teams that have supposedly better offensive lines, and they came up with a great um, blocking strategy, protection strategy. You know, there were times 
when Drew got the ball, had a chance quickly. But other times he had all day to step up in the pocket. And I, and I think part of Sean Payton's game scheming and game plan, if you notice in the first half, they really threw the ball in the middle of the field. So then when they got into the second half, they really played outside of the hash marks. And it seemed like the Panthers, the, the players were out there guessing a little bit. And when you can get a team on its heels, like New Orleans got it on its heels because they were able to keep Drew Brees clean, no one's going to beat the Saints. I mean, that, that offense, when they're able to dictate tempo, is as lethal as it gets. Cam Newton's been playing probably his best football over the last, oh, I don't know, just a little over two months. But let, yet last night, the Saints defense, after getting just trampled by Russell Wilson and that crew up in Seattle, uh, neutralizes Newton pretty well. What? Why is that? I think the main reason, you know, is, is this secondary that doesn't get enough credit uh, for New Orleans. They just locked up Carolina's receivers. And, we, you know, we saw Steve Smith get a couple of short catches early. But after that, the, the Panthers' only real downfield threat was their tight end, Greg Olson. And that's just because those DBs, they really took – were physical with, with Ted Ginn and, and Steve Smith. Randall fell off the line of scrimmage, and they didn't let them get free. So that made Cam Newton pat the ball and hold the ball. And when you have you know aggressive pass rushers like Cameron Jordan, Junior Gallette, that opens the door for them to get to Cam Newton. And they did a fantastic job also in staying disciplined in their rush lanes. They didn't get too far up the field. They get too aggressive. They didn't give Cam Newton any place to escape to after some early runs in the first quarter. Steve Weiss from the NFL Network with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Steve, what is the game last night, the win for New Orleans, due to the landscape of the NFC with three to go? You know, I, I don't know if it necessarily does that much. Um, you know, it keeps the hope alive for the Saints. They might be able to get home field should Seattle lose a couple more games. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I still think the Saints will, will hold on to that number two spot. I mean, what it, what it mainly does right now is it keeps Carolina kind of an uphill climb now to try to win the division. And, and, you know, that game in Charlotte in a couple of weeks is going to be highly important. But, you know, we, we see how the Saints, their schedule sets up and how Carolina's schedule sets up. Neither of them has an easy track over the final three. Um, but I think they're both good enough teams that we're going to both see them in the playoffs. The only real question, I think, in the NFC playoff picture is going to be who's going to be coming out of the East, whether it be Philadelphia or Dallas, who's going to come out of the North. Uh, you know, if Green Bay or Chicago can rally because – Detroit, even though they lead, they're, they're a team that you just can't trust. So I, I think that's kind of the way the NFC is going to shape up. Speaking of the Cowboys, a lot to play for them tonight. They're saying 11 degrees at kickoff at Soldier Field tonight. That ought to be real fun. Yeah, that, that's always real fun playing in those types of temperatures. But, you know, both teams have to play in it. And, and, and the Bears, of course, they're used to practicing in it and, and being in those circumstances. But you know, the one thing the Bears that we've seen them do with Mark Tressman is they've been a much more of a vertical passing team. Well, is that going to work in these types of conditions? Um, you know, Dallas and, and Chicago kind of have some of the same philosophies offensively in terms of moving the ball vertically downfield. Um, I do think Chicago has the edge, one, of being at home, and two, having that forte uh, as a versatile running back. But the one thing that hurts the Bears, they haven't tackled anybody in, in about in about two seasons. They're, they're one of the worst tackling football teams in the NFL. So will Dallas be able to capitalize on that, or will they kind of you know, hit their, their December roller coaster right out of the gate in these conditions? Steve Weiss with us from the NFL Network. Steve, we had snow up in the northeast. 
We had uh, the, 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 the big Sunday night win for the New Orleans Saints. We still have the Chicago-Dallas situation tonight. If you were to look back on what is one of the highest-scoring weekends we've ever seen in the NFL, what are your give – me, give me two to three of your big takeaways from what we saw in the NFL over the weekend. Well, well first off, I mean, Philadelphia, we've got to start taking the Eagles seriously. I mean, they played in that big snow game, and, you know, that's always a wild card. But, they, but it goes to show they can put points up in any type of situation against any opponent. Because, you know, LaShawn uh, McCoy, he, he's somebody who's got to start being mentioned in this MVP race right now. What he's doing, you know, running and receiving the ball. Um, we've got the big injury, though, up, up in New England now, too, with Rob Gronkowski. You know, I've covered a couple of their games during their, their kind of recent successful spell that they've had, and he has been a huge part of what, they're done, what, what they've done. And I just don't know if, if the Patriots – Sure, they might be able to make a little hay in the AFC playoffs, but if they're going to have enough tools to really push through with some of the injuries that they have on both sides of the ball. And, and lastly, um, keep an eye on San Francisco. I've been saying for a couple of weeks watching them play, this might be the team, even though they've got a good record and they seem pretty sure to get a playoff for it, they get hot. They're playing fantastic football right now since Alden Smith has come back, and since they've gotten their wide receivers, Michael Crabtree and Mario Manningham back. This could be a very dangerous football team coming down the stretch. It's good stuff as always. I'm in total agreement with you about the 49ers. That becomes very, very interesting. Safe travels, my friend. I know on Mondays for everyone who covers the league, this is a, a bit of a dicey day getting back to where you're supposed to be and, and already thinking about next week. Um, as always, we really appreciate your thoughts and, of course, your time here on the Black and Blue Report. Anytime. Steve Weiss with us from the NFL Network, helping us break down last night's ball game, which he covered in person, and, of course, the doings around the NFL. Stay tuned. When we come back here on the Black and Blue Report, Kenny Vaccaro's thoughts in a moment. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Well, early, earlier in the program, John DeShazer spoke how highly he thought of the Saints defense last night, and uh, why not? Steve Weiss, too, also talked about the Saints defense against Cam Newton and the Panthers. And uh, Mr. Weiss, J.D. both talked about the play of the defensive secondary last night for New Orleans. Uh, I think the words were, locked them up, uh, fitting. That's, of course, uh, that group that's um, out there on the field with Kenny Vaccaro, the rookie out of Texas, had five tackles uh, solo last night. He also helped out on another and again was a part of a Saints secondary that helped lock down Carolina receivers and limit the damage that Cam Newton can do in one phase of his football game last night. I caught up with Mr. Vaccaro in the locker room following the Saints win at 
the Superdome. Kenny, congratulations. This was a, a fine performance at home. You guys continue to play well in prime time at home. Yeah. Can you talk about the bounce back from what happened last Monday night in Seattle to what occurred here this evening? Yeah, we knew it was very important to bounce back from a game like that. And uh, I think a lot of people doubted us, didn't think on a short week we'd come back and and play like we did. And uh, we knew that all week. We prepared well. Sean Payton kept us rested, so we had a lot of energy. It was impressive enough to hold them to a first, uh, field goal on their first drive. I thought, though, the second time you held them to a field goal after that short mm -hmm. field may have been a big point in the game. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. We definitely wanted to uh, kind of, I say, put the foot on the throat. I mean, shut them down. I mean, we gave up a late touchdown, but um, and we're just working to get better each week. How much of what was originally planned going into the game worked for you tonight, and what adjustments were made to kind of keep that going? We really didn't change much. I mean, we gave up a few plays here and there, but we just played We played the stuff we practiced all week, and it worked out for us. How comfortable was it playing at home again? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a lot different. I mean, up there in Seattle was rough, but uh, we got a good crowd, and uh, it definitely plays to our advantage. Where do you think things stand now? You're 13 games in. Coach says the record says what we are. Yeah. Um, when you evaluate that or you look at that, even as a first-year player like yourself, how do you gauge this late in the season? Uh, I just think we need to keep winning. I think every win from now on is like a playoff game, and uh, we understand that each and everything, each and every win is important, so we got to keep pushing. Nice visit with young man Kenny Vaccaro talking about last night's ball game. When we come back, we'll not only wrap up today's Black and Blue report, we'll bring John back in and look ahead a little bit here for the Saints. Three to go in the regular season. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. The Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Enjoying ourselves here on the Black and Blue Report this Monday. Of course, the Saints winners last night over the Carolina Panthers 31-13. All football today. And we want to thank, of course, Steve Weiss from the NFL Network for stopping by. Lance Moore, Kenny Vaccaro. Um, and certainly Jimmy Graham and Cam Jordan as well. John DeShazer is with us as we get set to wrap things up. A couple of notes, John, before we uh, look ahead. Uh, this is the ninth 10-win season now in franchise history. Five of those belong to head coach Sean Payton. Pretty impressive there. So the team now standing at 10-3 and overall. They're 7-0 and at home, and it's only the second time in franchise history the Saints have won at least seven home games. So those are noteworthy with three to go. Speaking of three to go, St. Louis is next, Carolina to follow, and then Tampa Bay. I thought last night that if the Saints win the game, we've got a screamer down the stretch, and you don't lose any steam when talking about those final three games. If the Saints would have lost last night, boy, it sure would have put the brakes on a fun finish here to December. Well, it would have put them in a must-win situation where they might have, might have had, to swept out, had to sweep out 
as a matter of fact, if they wanted to win the NFC South. But by winning last night, they put themselves in a position where, you know, if they finish head-to-head with Carolina, you know, by some measure, then they own the tie break. And uh, certainly now there's enough cushion where, you know, even if they can't beat Carolina and Charlotte, say that happens, they still can win the division by beating St. Louis and Tampa Bay. St. Louis is next. This is a team that's under 500, um, has been off the radar screen for probably most Saints fans, but quickly right after the game last night, not only Sean Payton, but Drew Brees too, was very cautious about what lies ahead there at the Edward Jones Dome. Well, I think uh, Brees alluded to the fact that uh, at one point, you know, during the last couple of years, uh, St. Louis, quote unquote, beat the brakes off of him. So uh, he, he knows exactly what happens when they play there. And St. Louis plays the Saints tough. At that dome in St. Louis, I mean, there's something about playing there. St. Louis, you know, has the has the reputation, and I believe they have the belief of being a physical team, especially under Coach Jeff Fisher. And uh, they get in that they get in the Saints in home situations, and they felt like they can intimidate the Saints physically. And and certainly, you know, during the '09 season, they they almost beat the Saints. Drew Brees alluded to uh, during when the Saints went 13 and three. And then a couple of years ago, they actually did beat them and beat them handily there in St. Louis. So, you know, that it's not going to be a pushover game. Even though the Rams aren't going anywhere, they feel like they can beat the Saints. It is a road game, but it is on Sunday, and you played on Sunday. So for the first time in, gosh, John, I can't even remember, but we should see a normal schedule this week for the New Orleans Saints. It's been, what, two, three? Three weeks, I think, since we've seen that. Yeah, we've had a lot of Thursdays that were Wednesdays and a lot of Fridays that were Thursdays, according to the Saints schedule, because they were trying to keep them on a certain schedule in terms of their bodies and, and game management situations and those kinds of things. So, yeah, it's going to be glad, it's going to be good to get back to a regular seven-day week where Tuesday's going to be an off day, like everybody else in the NFL, where there's you know no planes going to not be able to leave Seattle and we're not going to be a day behind and you know players aren't going to have to miss an entire day of practice because of the flight schedule and because of the travel schedule. It'll be good to get back to a routine. And, you know, now the routine is, is the abnormality for this team because, as you said, you know, we've been into, you know, these, these cycles the last couple of weeks where nothing has been as it seemed or a, as it normally would be. So it'll be good to get back to a 12 o'clock kickoff and, and play a regular game. All right. Thanks, partner. Appreciate you stopping by today. Uh, I know it was a race to the finish last night. It was a late night for all of us at the uh, at the Superdome, but uh, good work. Appreciate it. Anytime. Always glad to be here. All right. John DeShazer with us here on the Black and Blue Report this Monday. The Pelicans, by the way, are on a bit of an extended break, uh, having played, what was it, Friday night at home, and now do not play until Wednesday night at home when they host a pretty darn good Detroit ball club. That'll be interesting. Hopefully we'll know later today maybe more information about Tyreek Evans' ankle injury. The Pelicans are practicing uh, late this uh, Monday morning, and so we could have some news from that. you want to check out Jim Eichenhofer over at pelicans.com. He'll have the latest there. Otherwise, J.D.'s back at it later on today on NewOrleansSaints.com, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report, where, of course, we'll talk more football and the Pelicans, too. This is the podcast for you, Saints fans and Pelicans fans. Our thanks to Daniel Salerson today, Lou Schumann as well, helping us put together the program. Our guests were great, and we hope that you have a great rest of your Monday. Don't forget, help us spread the word. The Black and Blue Report comes your way weekdays, anytime after noon central. We call it No Appointment Radio. It's available on your desktop at pelicans.com, neworleansaints.com. Also available on iTunes for free. You can subscribe and it will download to your phone each day. And then, of course, where most seem to be finding our show these days on the two teams' mobile apps. The Pelicans app is now available for Apple and Android devices. It is there each and every day for you. And then 
Also, the Saints app, which has been wildly successful, not only with finding the Black and Blue Report, but all of the stuff that JD puts up, the uh, videos that Jimmy Walker and that crew puts together, and of course, all the in-game scoring and statistical information. You're, uh, you're loaded for bear, as they say, up in the Midwest, when uh, you have each of those apps on your mobile device. All right, I'm going to get out of here, and again, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, right here on the Black and Blue Report. Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.